The beginning and the end. He doesn't really want to look at her. The shame, you see. With a hand knotted in her hair, he drowns her in prickly feathers, soft down. When it's done, he shakes her. Generally, she will raise herself without looking round. This time, she doesn't. When he turns her over, he understands why. Panic smacks him. He feels his paws contract, the hair on his head tighten. Staring in fright for a second, he hurls himself off the bed and into his clothes, thinking, thinking, what to do? What has he done? He stands still again, just to make sure. She's heavy, heavier than he'd ever thought, given her slightness, yet another thing impeding him. He is the victim. This is an accident. Who will believe it? as if he could ever tell. Any thud or trip could rouse the household and he's careful but sweating hard. He thinks he sees a door open, but no. Skin clammy, feverish and hallucinating, he sees doors opening all down the passage, curious faces peering out. In truth, no one is there. Stairs, how does he... He can't bring himself to drag her down like baggage. Instead, he keeps the face covered and carries her, grasping the thick banister and slipping on the treads. Sinking down onto the bottom step, he almost has her cradled on his knee, her head against his shoulder. His Bible stands in the hall. Its bulk is a definite shape in the spring darkness. Hauling her up, he turns from it and takes her out through the scullery, limbs screaming sweat in his eyes. The door clacks shut, and silence settles in the hallway. The soiled air disperses. A moment of stillness, then there is a steady agglomeration. Not a force, no, but something where there was nothing. Bible pages riffle, and then stop, as if the smallest palm had been placed upon them. In truth, someone is always there. Outside, the yard is besieged by weather. The horse shies and flicks away from his touch like he's contaminated, and again, he knows the noise might be a danger to him. The wind helps, the rain helps and hinders, but it takes all his wiles and patience to get the nervy animal in the traces of the cart. He works in the dark, keeping his lantern low. It might be exhilaration, he feels, as they jolt away. His sweat is dried to a salt crust as the wind glows stronger, colder than him. He must have light by him now. The road bends, feeling uneven, as if you could just tip off the edge where the North Sea crashes and moans. All he can think of is to get rid of his burden. He wants to cry, I didn't mean it, it wasn't... And it would be God he'd be crying too because there is no one else. He finds the spot, lantern careering. The horse pulls and snatches at gusts. The body is sodden, curled in a lump, and when he starts to pull at it, he feels tendrils of hair, already like seaweed, suck at his wrists. 
revolted, he snatches his hands away and then plunges them back harder to grab onto the unyielding mass of wet cloth and flesh. He makes a sound like a snarl, and to make it, he has bared his teeth. Realising this nearly breaks his resolve. Sobbing, he hauls the load down to the rocks and to the precipice. He snags his boot and nearly trips himself, feels the sheer terror of slipping, and lashes out for dear life. Grabbing again, he grazes himself on something that snaps with a chink and is gone. Fear drives him, and he must only keep going now. A bell is ringing somewhere, barely heard on the wind. When he rolls her body in the water, he wants to say a prayer. <laughs>